From Koreatown, ladies and gents, it is the Ozone bringing you in with a little Jamiroquai from his new uh, album called Automaton. Nice jam. Really like Jamiroquai. Very underrated. That was a groovy joint. That's a <laughs> stone groove. <laughs> All right. Dynamite. <laughs> I am your host, Omar Miller. I'm here clowning around with my brother, Terry. How are you today, dude? I'm great. This is a stone cold gas to be here. I see you got a freaking Coke. You don't, you don't have a Pepsi. You're not you're not fixing <laughs> civil rights. What's what wrong a, with you? Sorry. I had to go with what's available to <laughs> knock it off. I have a little headache, so I was trying to fight, you know, fight the good fight. Yeah, and you did it. And you yeah. did it well. Well, we got a lot to cover, folks. Uh man, what a week. What a week in sports. Um going to talk about the NCAA championship and what it means for the coach to go and, and become the coach of the, the generation, to be honest, in my opinion. He right. picked up another championship. We got uh, a Lomachenko-Sosa fight popping off. We got to talk about this MVP of the NBA. We had LeBron making a statement last night. We heard Tony Romo retired. What? Why would he do that? What is that all about? want to talk about some baseball early surprises. And uh, next week, we're going to have Donald Penn on from the Raiders, folks. Keep your uh, Send in your questions. You can reach us at area code 424-254-ZONE. That's 424-254-9663. And uh, give us a call. Zone. Yeah, I, zone. The way you said it. I like it. Yeah, you like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you're looking at me like you're... No, I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, we were in the... Yeah. Oh, zone. <laughs> we could be in the strike zone. We could. Don't so be now right. let's get it on. Start off on a somber note. Uh, Don Rickles checked out today, folks. Hey, man, that dude did his thing. 90 years old? Come on. Comedy great. What do you want from him? 90 years old. He gave you He gave you a complete game. He did. He gave you all nine. He gave you all nine. What do you want from him? I, I, I can't ask for anything nine more decades. from Don. Nine decades. That is a serious thing to touch nine decades. Right. Uh, well, some very interesting things going on in the world of sports. What I, I want to start off with something that happened earlier in the week that I just can't get over. I cannot get over it. Have you seen this thing that happened down in Palm Springs with uh, on the golf course, on the links? What what happened? Lexi Thomas, uh, the, sorry, Lexi Thompson was in the lead for, I think, two rounds, and she was back, basically going to win the tournament. Oh, yes. When a caller called in and decided, you know what, I spotted something on my DVR, she mismarked her ball, and uh, you guys need to change that. And they changed it. Not only that, it maybe by a quarter of an inch. Maybe a quarter of an inch. It was obvious she didn't do anything by purpose right. to, you know, to cheat. And if that's the case, they need to have robots out there to be precise. You know, I need a 3D robot out there to put my, my little T down. Because come on, man, she didn't. I'm cheat. not perfect. There was not. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't doing anything. There wasn't any malicious intent. No, 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 no. And it and cost it, her a four lot. strokes and money in the dough. Money's a missing. <laughs> <laughs> it did, did. Romello. <laughs> Cost them. Yeah, man. And that's just not right. I, I just don't understand why the PGA would go along with that. LPGA, whatever the league is. Obviously, I need to get my golf game up, folks. Don't, but they're don't supposed to be changing it, it now. Um, they're talking about changing it, but that's terrible. What if you can call in on football or baseball or whatever and say, hey, you know what? I think that was uh, – when we looked at that pitch from our DVR, I think it was a little outside. I'm, this is this – is, I mean, you can do that. You can call in. But the idea that somebody actually then in turn goes Listen. and changes it is, is amazing. <laughs> Who's waiting for those phone calls? I, how did that person get through? <laughs> 
What was the number? How did they get through? Where is the logic in this? We're fans. We're watching from a distance. I have a high regard for my opinion. And yet, at the same time, my opinion, be it right or wrong, shouldn't necessarily change the outcome of the game after the game. I think they had some cheese on it. I who know, See, and that's the thing. Maybe the Russians were involved. You never know. You never know. So, you know, how, came, I, the call could have came from Russia. Could have Putin could have made the call. How do we know that that what that person's motive was? I just don't think it's right. I mean, you can you can put that into a lot of different sports. I think the PGA took an L with that one. I don't think that's major. Uh, you know, wow, that's just unbelievable to me. It goes along with what we were talking about before with the changes to the rules of golf when we had Jacques Cousteau slaying on. Yeah, it looked shout like shout out to the sneakerheads. Yeah, it looked like she was about to cry. She should have been. She should have cried. She should have cried. She lost major cheese. You know what she did though? What? She got tough. Yeah, not tough enough. No, she did get tough enough. There's nothing she was. It was like an insurmountable lead. She got tough. The other ladies on the tour actually tightened up because she still made it to the playoffs. She just couldn't get it done. Right. But she four strokes is a lot of strokes. That this is. So did she get the Jordan meeting? That's what I need to know. Did she I get the crying Jordan? See anybody slide her? The <laughs> she needed the crying Jordan. See, they on sleep that. on her. Yeah. They sleep on golf. Yeah. The net. I'm, I'm 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 disappointed in you, Internet. Yes. What happened? At crying Jordan. Where are you? Where are you, dude? <laughs> we needed or you. Or do that. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But that was, I just wanted to lead off with that because I just, I I, I can't get over it. Oh, a Lob City t-shirt? Is uh, that what I see? Is that a vintage 5'4 Lob City? Vintage 5'4. I just had to peel it off. Lob City. Well, you know, since you pulled out Lob City, let's talk about what's happening, what is really right now. We only got three games left, more or less, in the NBA season. It's coming down to your least favorite time of the year for the NBA playoffs to start. They should be over by 2020. (laughs) Well, this is actually my best time because now we're getting to the end of it finally. Okay. You know, because the season's way too long now. And... Now, do you think and you, do, you, do you mean that there's too many games, or there's do you just mean games. that there's and too much both, space in both, between games? Both, but it's theater. So, but it's always because, been the same amount of games. So, because, how do you feel about? Well, that? they've stretched it out so long, and then when you're talking about, well, it hasn't been because now they play seven games the first round, right? Yeah, but uh, you just said there's too many games. I thought you were talking about the regular season. No, I'm talking about overall, and then. It's theater because what's going on is that we almost really know who's going to make it to the finals. I would be very surprised if it wasn't the Cavaliers and the Warriors. <laughs> this I, is this is a very theatrical league we're dealing with. Yes, and this is. But at least we, they don't take incoming calls from fans. <laughs> As they should. <laughs> you you should take the calls. I mean, but yeah, you can't change the. You have to <laughs> the refer result. them to somebody else, though. You got to go through an intern to from the mailroom to the intern. Yeah, it's like then, they got. It's like they called in and went straight to Adam Silver. Right. Like, it went straight to the commissioner's desk, which is unbelievable. It's like the bat phone. They had the bat phone. I don't know how they got it. Commissioner Gordon was on the line. But, but yeah, let's look at the, at, at the matchups. And it's interesting that you say that because last night in Boston, the Cavaliers made a very serious statement. LeBron James basically last night said, look, I'm going to the finals. <laughs> I'm not going to guarantee a victory in the finals, but you can pencil me in for my seventh straight NBA finals, which is a, a record – that is totally and completely underrated, by the way. Right. Seven straight NBA finals? Not even the great Jordan. I mean, I, I, my only person doing that is like Bill Russell. Right. You know, Bill Russell and those guys, are when they won 10, 11 straight. Seven straight in the modern era is astounding. I don't think in any sport anybody's doing that nowadays. It's nuts. I mean, baby, that's nuts. This is a serious, serious streak. But let's look at that first round matchup. And I'll say this. 
this first round matchup, usually LeBron sweeps his first round. And one thing that he does really well that I've noticed is LeBron James seems to be really, really sharp about conserving his energy so he doesn't mess around in the early rounds. Usually right. the first two rounds, he sweeps guys and gets them out of there. Well, now, but everybody's mad at him for conserving his energy. I don't think they're mad at him con- for conserving his energy. They're well, what mad would you call it because they taking pay, a break? They're mad in the same way that you said that they should be mad by paying their money to come see him play, and then he takes a day off that's announced on the day that you paid your money. Well, usually people buy their tickets ahead of time, but the problem with that, that is— This is what I mean. Yeah, but the problem with that is that they do—they sit the whole team. They sat the whole team. I agree. And he should be able to sit sometimes. He's played more games than anybody in the last five years, so more why— More games, more minutes. Yeah, so, so why is it that— if he Even take, though for the last couple of seasons he takes two weeks off in the middle of the season and goes and, and hangs out and, in Miami. Yeah, and now everybody. Which is, I'm not mad at, actually. I, and every, I do the same thing yeah, to Rush. On GB. <laughs> and I'm not playing for a championship. <laughs> you know, so why is it that everybody is upset with him? Because he's taking. Now we're coming to find that rest actually d- does help the players. Yeah, no doubt about it. it so why is it that we're upset that the, a guy rests and then he wins? If he rests and they lost, then we can say, oh, well, you know what? This is a bad thing. I feel like you're kind of making this up, though, because nobody's really mad at LeBron per se. People no. are just mad at rest. Dennis Rodman people, had something to say. Well, he wasn't mad. He, he made a statement, which is true. Michael Jordan did play every game, and you can't front on that. Yeah, but Michael Jordan didn't play as many games as they played with the season stretched out as long. You're, Michael talking, about Jordan an extra, you're talking about an extra two to three games max. Yeah, well, you're talking about him playing six, six finals in a row? Michael Jordan didn't do that. Yeah, but Michael Jordan played 82 games a year, and then he went from playing 82 games a year to the full extent of whatever it was that his team did. I'm sure if you looked up the the games played, uh-huh. it ain't far off like that. And if it was, it was just because in that last six, seven years, Mike <laughs> needed four games all the time. He didn't really And not play only a lot that, Mike only played half the game anyway. Did Mike only played half the game. <laughs> on, let's, let's be realistic yeah. about the situation. Mike blow you out. I've noticed nowadays the Golden State Warriors like to blow you out come late third quarter. Do they put the towels on their head? Yeah. Yeah, I see Steph with the towel and say he slouches low in his chair. He's a Everybody's Clay, got jokes Clay Thompson shooting threes. Oh, it's a three ball. It's all jokes. Everybody on the side doing Don Rickles routines. It's all kind of stuff going on. But let's let's look back at the uh, let's look at the actual matchups as it were. And I think as it stands now, Cleveland looks like they're going to be playing Miami uh, as the Miami's number one seed. And this is what I'm saying. Do you think there's any chance that Boston tanked that game last night so that they could play Chicago in the first round as opposed to playing Miami in the I, first round? I, I don't think that you get anything from tanking to the champs because what you do need to do is build confidence. And if they don't build any confidence, although they beat them once, but when LeBron put his stamp on that game last night, it was nothing that they could really say. He no, but what, what I'm saying is, is I, 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 saying. And I and I understand. Uh-huh. I definitely understand what you mean. What I'm saying is, is there any value? Because what you're what you're gambling on is, you know what? The Heat probably won't get swept. The Heat have a legit big man. They got, you know, they they peeled off, what was it, 14 in a row at one mm-hmm. point this year or something like that. They they can get hot, and at the very minimum, they'll win a game, maybe even two, which could help us down the road when we have to play right. Cleveland in the finals. Now I'm just well, I'm just throwing a conspiracy theory out there. <laughs> you just you just got one. I just got one. It's you know, I talked to Rex Tillerson. And he uh, and, and he told me that you know he's old big, Rex, <laughs> big Rex, big Rex, <laughs> Texas Rex, Texas Rex Tillerson, <laughs> at your service. But yeah, man, I'm telling you on the real, Miami's no joke. No. I, and and I've been screaming it for years. Basketball is, is about the big man, even though they change the rules and this that and the other. 
they got a premier big man down there. And Deion Waiters is showing that he's actually – he deserves to be a Another star Thunder. type of player. Another Thunder. Man, the, the OKC Thunder – Really, does anybody have a better record recently of developing high-end talent than the Oklahoma City Thunder, whether right. or not they keep them? Their scouts have to be applauded. They really need to be applauded because they even the team that they got now isn't great, but I bet you within four years all of those guys will end up being something you know, something good. But there has to be something wrong in the management where you get rid of all this talent or something wrong with the player. Or, dare I say, something wrong with Oklahoma City. <laughs> Fracking. There may be people, they may be fracking all over the place. You can't get any rest. But no, I'm just saying that maybe guys don't want to live in the middle of nowhere when you're talking about mid 20s African American males that have seven figures in the bank, by and large. Well, there's a lot of, what about Memphis? They got good barbecue, though. <laughs> sure, they got good barbecue in Oklahoma. I don't know. Well, on, apparently man. not. They, people can leave. Then you do something in Oklahoma recently. Or was that? No, I haven't been that, in Oklahoma. That yet. was Tennessee. I was in Kentucky. Ten- Oh, I thought you were in Tennessee. Nah, I was hanging out with the Colonel. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the original, uh-huh. the original spices. Uh huh. And some biscuits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I might need to go back. Pick me up another twenty pounds. Thanks, Kentucky. You jerks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Kentucky, you lost my money because you didn't beat North Carolina in the tournament. Hey, Thanks man. a lot for that. Nobody beat them though. Good point. Yeah. And I thought whoever it was that beat uh, that that won that game between UK and Kansas yeah. was. I mean, UK and UNC was going to win it. Yeah. But anyways, let's stay on course. Um, you know, it's hard to say Cleveland's not going to win the series. Cleveland's going to win the series. Let's just be realistic. <laughs> let's be real. Uh, but you know what? This is where the five-game format would really benefit Miami because the better team does win in seven games. But you can shock the world in five. It, it puts a lot of pressure on the 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 behind team. It puts a lot of pressure on the favorite to only have five games. We see it in baseball all the time. Right. Granted, baseball is less theatrical and there's less accusations of games being rigged, mm-hmm. but you see it all the time. And you get Whiteside out there and he fouls the team out. <laughs> that, that, you could, that could be a problem for Or three. he gets fouled out. Yeah. You know, yeah. because it, the league is not big man friendly like that. This is true. So they have actually one more matchup, which I would be surprised if uh, Cleveland actually played everybody, and that's going to be on April 10th. Um, but so far... Miami actually has is up two to one in the in the season series, and since LeBron James has left, Miami has actually had Cleveland's number, right? Which is very interesting. So that could be an interesting uh, matchup. You got Boston versus Chicago in the seven hole. That's nothing, and that's I, a layup. I I think that's a layup, especially since Dwayne Wade isn't playing. Uh, you got Toronto versus Atlanta again, nothing. Well, no, that's a that should be a good series to watch because the league really doesn't have any type of vested interest in that. You know, the so markets are probably about play. the same, so they probably let them play. And Toronto's really not that bad. They really went out to try to get a couple of – That's why I think it's a wash. I think Toronto actually sweeps Atlanta. Yeah, well, I don't think they're going to sweep them because Atlanta is competitive. We'll see. I think Toronto sweeps Atlanta, me, myself. But the, but the matchup in the East that I'm most concerned with, the sleeper team in the East, is the number four seed Washington Wizards versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, they got the big man, the point, and the shooter. They got it all. They got it all. And I'm telling you, John Wall's as good as anybody in the league right now. He's playing as good. Bradley that Beal, and Bradley Otto Porter. Beal, the, the, Otto Porter, rather. And yeah. Uh, Otto Porter is good, too. Yeah. He actually, I don't know what he does. But. Well, no, I know what he does, actually. <laughs> what does he do? He actually, uh, they use a sommelier. He served <laughs> me up a nice bottle of port wine from his family. <laughs> but, no, they, uh, yeah, they are a serious team, man. 
They're a serious team. And unfortunately, I hate that they have to play Milwaukee because Milwaukee's that kind of fluke team that can give you a problem. Well, the only problem that Milwaukee has is Jason Kidd, is the coach. Jason Kidd wow. is the problem with Milwaukee. If you put out the right team out there, Milwaukee could be the best team in the league because they have talent. Mm, they I have don't a think bench. That good. Oh, they're well above average. You have a dominant yeah, but center. I don't think they're the best. You have team. the Greek they, freak. They, Greek not, freak is is they, like one of the best players in the league. I agree with that, but they're not better than the talent that the Cleveland Cavaliers put on the floor. Well, the Cleveland Cavaliers are sort of banged up. They don't have everybody. Who do they not have? Uh, off the top of my head, let me go to the roster and pick yeah, it out. Yeah, go to the roster because last night they looked like they had everybody except for uh, Tristan Thompson. and That's not everybody then. That's not that's one person who's going to play the next game. <laughs> you, <laughs> just, you just made it. We can run back the tape if you like. You made it sound like they're four or five men short. You know, with the talent that they went to go get, what did they? Have? Who who got hurt? Broke his leg. I don't know the kid that is they just got. B. I don't yeah. know the answer to this test. It is B. It's Andrew Bogut. Oh yeah, well, but he never played with them, so it's not yeah, like but they lost something. You always lose if you don't have your man that you. Oh my goodness, here we go again, folks. I'm not even gonna get. I don't have the energy to get into it with this guy. Yeah. He's off the coke, and uh, why well, gotta be on coke? I'm, I'm looking. I'm on at Pepsi. It. I'm looking at it right now. Okay, Kendall Jenner, they're gonna run you through the, the ringer. <laughs> You are going to get dragged all over the place. They're not short anybody, especially when Tristan comes back. On the flip side, top of the uh, the board, we got Golden State versus Portland. Unfortunately, another walk. We got San Antonio versus Memphis, which I think will be a better series than people are that are expecting, uh, because Memphis can be a problem. It just all depends on which Memphis shows up. I think they may have a coaching problem. Houston versus OKC. Uh, I hate to say it, but I think Houston's going to win that. Uh, in the battle of the MVPs, and then you got Utah. Do you think that'll versus... be the determining factor? Although they no, they have to given... vote. Yeah, they have to vote before the season's over. Uh, I do you really believe that? I don't know. I mean, I don't believe that. You don't really in any league. No, you think they're lying? I think they're lying. Fake news. Fake news. Oh. All the way. Wow. I don't know. I actually, I would like to know if we could get uh, if we could get confirmation, you know, one way or the other on that. I don't know about that, but I, I know I, that they're supposed to vote before then. From but, what I understand, but, it's all turned in beforehand. So uh, you know, I can't. And then they announce it like at the finals, which is suspect. <laughs> which is suspect. <laughs> which is very suspect. Now that you bring it up, yeah. Because it's pretty convenient when LeBron James wins it, when LeBron James wins the finals, <laughs> and Steph Curry wins it when Steph Curry wins the finals. <laughs> But you could also say, but they are the MVP. That's why they win the finals. You know what I mean? In this situation, I don't think the MVP is going to go to a finals winner. Right. Uh, then you have Utah versus L.A. You know, I've documented it well. I don't believe in the Clippers anymore. I gave up my season seats. I just lob city. Just, lob city. And let me you close know, it if up. They don't, they close it up. If they don't work around, if they don't blow up the team, then they have to restructure the plan to work around DeAndre Jordan. When when either when either Blake Griffin or Chris Paul doesn't play, right? DeAndre Jordan perennially gives you 17 and 19, 15 and 20, sometimes even 20 and 20, you know, something like that. But when he's when when the whole team is there, they're so busy running the game through Blake and Chris and and those both of those egos that it seems as though DeAndre is out there just running sprints. Well, they should run it through Blake, but I think that it needs to be uh a more cohesive they need to bottom line is that they need to doc rivers need to go he the, needs to go the ball stalls with blake and I, and i hate to say that but but the ball stalls with blake i love blake's game and i love the fact that he's gotten it together more you know he's progressed as a player but the ball stalls with him and it doesn't move as fluidly when he's not playing when he gets hurt which inevitably him or chris are going to get hurt especially during the playoffs 
guaranteed, <laughs> and that might even be at the house. Right. They might not even be on the court. But the ball stalls, you know what I mean? When it gets to Blake, the ball, Chris Ball moves the ball. Forget about it. Mm-hmm. He, he's got great court vision. He moves the ball. But then when the ball gets to Blake, it's like a black stagnant, hole effect, huh? and it kind of gets stagnant, and, you know, it just, it just seems hard to win. My biggest knock with Blake Griffin is that he seems to be intimidated by the Golden State Warriors. I have a problem with that. And I have a problem with that. And that's when I gave up my season seats, when I realized that back in December. He, he gives you the T-Rex on the shots and everything. I mean, I, missing I, open dunks. Nobody in the league is as explosive as Blake. He's, right. He is as athletic as anybody in the league. And I don't understand why he would be intimidated by the Golden State Warriors. And I don't understand why you're intimidated by Draymond Green in particular. When he's bigger who, than who him, right? is Yeah, who's smaller than you. Yeah. I don't get it. And, and it's evident. You can see it. You're you like, can see oh, it when goodness. you watch the games. You can see it. You don't even want to watch it. No, it's, it's painful because you can see how he's underachieving. Yeah. Craziness. Absolute lunacy. So with that... With those matchups, you tell me this. Riddle me this, Batman. Who's your MVP? I'm still going with James Harden. Until, You're going with Harden. Yeah, I'm still going with Harden. Um, honestly, a lot of people are knocking it because I've heard that you can go with LeBron or Kawhi. But also what, I, what I'd like to go with is the winners. And in this situation— You would like them to just admit that they're lying and they don't vote until— <laughs> Yes, yes. But, but, but another thing as well is that when you're talking— it's, it's almost like the Mike Trout effect. You can give it, almost give it to the LeBron every time. But if you take LeBron off of that team, I would give them Offensive Players of the Year award. I Maybe. think they have that, though. Yes, and they should give them that. But MVP, MVP of what? Of, of losing? So you should— Well, no, there's the most valuable player of the league, of the entire league. This LeBron is, like is saying, the most valuable player, maybe not at this point, but he's the most. If if the Oklahoma Thunder made it to the finals, it would not have the same impact as if LeBron James made it to the finals. Yet, I would argue that if the Oklahoma City Thunder this year made it to the finals, guaranteed Russell Westbrook is the most valuable oh, player. Oh, no question. <laughs> yes. But we know that's not going to happen, though. I, you know what? But you're not casting it on that. That's your, this is what you're, this is what you're proposing. But you're not casting it on that. You're casting it on the regular season. And in the regular season, Russell Westbrook is now the record holder for most triple doubles in a season. So he's and, the offensive and, player of the year, pretty and, much. Well, it's not that he's not playing defense. This is the problem I got with James Harden. James, <laughs> James Harden is not playing defense. <laughs> and he doesn't even act like he is. Yeah, and he doesn't even act like he it. He doesn't even front like he is. Like, what? why would I do that? I might get hurt. I might get hurt. I don't want to do that. That's not my job. My job is to put the ball in the hole. And, and I do that well. Yeah, and I distribute. And, through and, and he distributes through global. And he puts up dumb assist numbers, too. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. You know... With two epic seasons going on like that, it's hard not to give it to one of those guys. And if you're going to give it to one of those guys, it's hard not to give it to the guy with the team who has the better the best, record, yeah. which would be Houston. Right. But I would argue in that sense that I either got to go with uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard in that case because Kawhi has a better record than both of them. I love Kawhi Leonard. I think yeah. you give and him he's the MVP. A, and, he's and, all, you... and he's all – he plays every – you know, man, we watch this guy – block two shots, and then come down and dunk the ball Doesn't and even... steal to win the game several times. And he leads the league in steals? He's a monster. And he's got more steals than he has fouls. And he does not actually have a great team on paper. He doesn't have, like, a great no. talent on paper. No. And, honestly, I always look at the the point, if you took him off of the, the um, Spurs, he's not going – the Spurs are nothing. They, yeah, and the Spurs are sixty and eighteen. Yes. That's and amazing. And and the majority of it is because of him. The majority of it is because of Kawhi Leonard. Yes. Yeah. He, he's on both sides of the ball. He's doing it all. I am. You know, I, this is a tough one for me to call. If it popped up and it was Kawhi Leonard, I wouldn't be mad or surprised. Right. 
if it popped up and it was uh, Russell Westbrook, I wouldn't be mad or surprised. No. Truth be told, James Harden probably would surprise me the most right. when I think about it. Right. Just because he doesn't play any defense. That, like, I can't. <laughs> I, but it's an I, offensive league. I, now. I can't get over that. It's an offensive league. Now. I'm offended. Yeah. I'm completely, it's completely offensive, this league. <laughs> I can tell by your body language. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's interesting. I'd like to get a to to figure out. I, I mean, I I wish that, like you said, I wish that if it's a regular season award, announce it at the end of the regular season, right? And let that fuel the playoff guys to say, you know what? Okay, MVP, give them that bulletin board material, or put that extra pressure like on the MVP. Like they did with LeBron last time. What do you mean by that? Remember when Steph was the the MVP and LeBron sort of felt like that he should have been the MVP. He clearly felt like he should have been. <laughs> what did he say? He, he, he Yo, did. So what, what, what did he go, 90, 50, 40? <laughs> Let's see. He led the league. So, you know, so I guess they don't announce it at the final. It's not like the Super Bowl where they announce it the day before the big game. Right. But they must have, yeah, because that was LeBron. That was during the playoffs, though. Mm-hmm. So I wonder when they announced the MVP. Maybe like, uh, let's look that up. Maybe they announced the MVP um, like during the playoffs. Hmm. That's interesting. Because it's it's the truth. First ever NBA award show to air June 17th <laughs> on TNT. Wow. Kia Most Valuable Player will be announced on Monday, June 26th. So you're almost to the finals. You're in the finals at that point. Right. Which Hopefully. is unbelievable <laughs> that June. <laughs> we're talking about the baseball all-star break, and we're still talking about NBA basketball. They've dragged it out. They I mean, they stretch. put it in the stretch. They do. Julio! <laughs> they got the stretch. Wow. That's kind of crazy. What else is kind of crazy is the deal you can get at the 5-4 Club. Ladies and gentlemen, you've seen the billboards around town with Chris Paul. You've heard me on the commercials. Go to 5-4-Club.com, sign up, use promo code OMAR, save some money on your first month's delivery. You can get a wardrobe tailored by a professional without ever having to go to the mall, ladies and gentlemen. 5-4-Club.com. Get some. Moving on. No, we want to talk about? We got a caller. Who wants uh, who wants to talk about the NFL and the free agency and who's going where? Well, let's get it in. Hey, big going. What's happening? Trucker Dave, live in the Ozone. Oh, sounds like you are out on the roads of this great nation. How you feeling? Pretty good. Out and about. How are you guys? Uh, we're doing well. Good. But you know what? I wanted before we know we wanted to uh, we know we wanted you to, to to speak to us about how you feel about the NFL free agency and how it's developing and uh, potentially the NFL draft. But we were just having a conversation about the NBA MVP. We know your sports proficient top to bottom. Who's your MVP in the NBA? Well, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go by records, I mean, I think Kawhi Leonard is getting overlooked. Because he's like uh, the two or the third time defensive player of the year, so I think you should be looking at more of Kawhi Leonard. But they're looking at Russell Westbrook's um, 41 triple doubles, which I think he's gotten out of rhythm, and I think he's taken some rebounds away from Stephen Adams, and I think he's kind of diminished the triple double because he's he's looking for a triple double all the time. So I think he's not getting it in the flow of the game is what I'm trying to say. Wow. I agree. That's tough. I can't roll because anytime you get a triple dub, triple dubs help the team. There's just no way I can I can I cannot front on triple dubs. Nothing has changed about what a triple double does. And triple doubles help teams win. And truth be told, for his record to be forty five and thirty three, whatever they are right now, to me that's impressive with that team that he has. Um it's gonna be interesting to see if they if they actually can figure out anything uh for uh 
the playoffs against against the Rockets in that first round. But I think they still need a piece to get, you know, to get to where they want to get to. But it's interesting that you say that because I literally just got done saying that to me, Kawhi Leonard is easily when you start when you you know, most of the conversation is going between James Harden and Russell Westbrook. But right. And so if you're if you're looking at that, then I have to say, okay, the team with the best record out of those two guys should get the award. And that would be James Harden. But I also right, said I have right. a problem I have because I have a problem because James Harden doesn't play any defense at all. <clears throat> and then, excuse me, and then when I thought about it, I said, but if you look at that, Kawhi Leonard's record is actually better than both of those guys, and he's the main focus of there's been guys hurt all season down there. Yes. Aldridge had the heart issue. Powell Gasol's dropped out from time to time. I think he broke his hand. Tony, he broke his hand. Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili are just both older. So then that's a, that's, you know, this is all falling on Kawhi's shoulders, and he's standing tall. And he's winning games he's for them on offense and defense. Yeah, just he like plays he both said. sides of the ball. Yeah, he really is, and he's standing tall, and he's expanded his um, his range on offense. Is what impresses me. You know, he can shoot the three pretty good. He can shoot mid range. He's a complete uh, player. He yeah. can lock you up. He you know, lock, he will lock you up. Big guys, and he's locked up LeBron James in the finals. Yes. That's unbelievable to say. Yeah, he, that's like yeah, you, that's you, unbelievable. Is, like, and he's not like a giant or anything no, like that. No, he's just he? stud. Yeah, he's just he understands the game. His AI he just, probably is through the roof, especially if you play with him on no, the video you know, game. My goodness. <laughs> Crazy? <laughs> you crazy? But, Chaka Day, we're not going to beat you up about the NBA. We want to talk about what you are an expert on, and that is the NFL. We have a, a potential uh, Donald Penn from the Raiders supposed to be coming on next week. I'm pretty excited about it. I just spoke with him before I came in, and uh, it's going to be tough. Uh-huh. It's going to be tough because, you know, I'm going through a divorce with the Raiders, so it's going to be hard for me to talk <laughs> to him. Uh, you know how it is when you're breaking up, but uh, it is what it is. never go what? out with him. I told him. <laughs> uh, well, well, I think that you might uh, – you might rekindle with the Raiders because they, uh, your boy is talking about coming out of uh, retirement. Marshawn Lynch, I saw and playing with mode. the silver and black. Yeah, but uh, I wonder is that Oakland contingent? Is that Oakland contingent? Have you heard anything about that? Well, I just heard today that you know he's thinking about coming out and he wants to be a Raider, and I think it has a lot to do with his hometown. You know, he's from the Bay Area, and you know it's probably fulfilling one of his dreams. Probably always wanted to be a Raider. And now he's going to do that, but the Raiders need to add some more pieces on defense. So then maybe um, maybe he comes back and plays for those two seasons while they're still in right. Oakland. How I mad so. would I yeah. be if the Raiders win the Super Bowl next year? And you jump ship. <laughs> I will be so mad at this world. Sell out. I know. <laughs> so maybe mad. you're the curse. They're gonna be so good if they get Marshawn Lynch. Ooh, <laughs> are you crazy? Be, ooh, it could be you, dude. Ooh. We'll see. They got know, me. Donald, crazy. first thing first thing Donald said to me on the phone, he goes. What's up, man? I thought you was coming to a game this year. I was like, um, so uh, anyway, what about the Raiders? <laughs> How about the weather out here? <laughs> so tell me, though. Now tell me this. Where do you think Adrian Peterson's going to end up, and is it going to be important? It could be. It depends on where he ends up, his health. Um, you know, but only getting like 70-something yards uh, last year it is a red flag for most of these teams. Uh, the team that he's supposed to visit is the New Orleans Saints, and I don't think that that's a bad move, you yeah. know, for the Saints to look at him. Let me ask you this though: Why would the why would you go? Well, I know why he would go to the Saints, but why would the Saints be interested in that when they have two above-average running backs that they don't use already? Just for the threat factor, you know, for that has-been factor of you know he's <laughs> one of those guys that when he had that problem with his knee and you know he defied all the odds and he came back and he was like better than ever, you know, and he, that's the year that he almost. Uh, broke the record that next year when he came back, you know. Right. So that was 
That was a glory you know, days. The though, guy, right? That was a glory days, and the guy owns a bunch of a bunch of gyms now. And so you never know, you know, if if he's got one more last effort, uh, if he can get you a thousand yards. But you know, he's got twelve thousand yards on those knees. Let That's me ask impressive you, in itself. Do you think that he has uh, another thousand yard season in him? I don't. I mean, because, uh, you know, you have to look at what kind of offensive line are you going to be running behind, too. It's not just like he left New England without a deal. So you got to look at the Patriots. Are, you know, they got uh, like Garrett Blunt out there in the wind who's rumored to be going to the New York Giants. And uh, I think a lot of it has to do with the scheme. Will he fit in your scheme? You know, I mean, he had uh, guys like Matt Khalil and all of those guys uh, that were young on the offensive line. And he was at the prime of his career. So now you're going to a new scheme, whatever team you go to, and you don't know uh, the offensive line that that they're going to have. I think he would be a good fit in Jacksonville. They need a running back bad. And even uh, old Adrian Peterson is better than what they have now. Yeah, and if if Bortles can give him anything and actually get himself together. I think that that would help him out, though. I think so, too. You had T.J. Yeldon and – that's not going to get you anything. You you know you don't have any relief if you don't have a running back. That that makes the quarterback really. Although people think the quarterback makes the running back, most of the time it's the running back that makes the quarterback. Well, and you're looking at a place where he can actually go and play. If he goes to a team like New England, and you know they're going to use you sparingly, he's used to being a man. And you're talking about can this guy at this point of his career play second fiddle, second or third fiddle? And I think that's really hard for somebody like him. Right. I think Jamal Charles is a better fit for the New England Patriots. You love Jamal Charles. I do, man. This guy is the Jamal Charles president of his fan club. <laughs> Jamal Charles is nice, dude. Average more yards per yeah, carry he, than anybody in history. Yeah, he was really nice. But you know what? With those injuries, people staying away. And you got to look at this as a heavy, heavy class for the draft. So, you know, the NFL doesn't value running backs high. So uh, as crazy as that seems, I think Ezekiel Elliott, brought it back to light that, you know what, running backs can and are still important. Before that, the running backs weren't even getting drafted to the first round. It didn't That's matter true. if you had 5,000 yards in one season. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, true. it's true. It's true. Sort of like the big man leaving the game, right, in basketball. Yeah, but this guy, Joe Mixon, the one that got in trouble for the um, for the abuse, they said that he could come off the, uh, off the boards in the early second round. Wow. Did you see how he hit that lady? Wow, he did her pretty good. Man. I didn't see, yeah. I didn't see it, and uh, and I don't, I didn't really want to see it. But apparently, it's a, a really, really big hit, pun intended, to his stock. Like they're talking about, who knows when he's, when they're going to pick him up, which now, is so hypocritical. That's all I'm going to say. Now, what do you, what do you think about that? Do you think it's real? They don't really care about that. It's just a, to me, it seems like it's a way to devalue his stock so they can get him at a cheaper price. I don't think it's that. I think it's a way of saving face. I think that in the yeah. NBA, in the NFL, all they want to do is win. At the at the end of the day, if you can help the team win without killing somebody, a la Aaron Hernandez, we can use you. And I think that the problem is once again we're going back to the nature of people and Americans, especially. Hey, guess what? NFL executives, scouts, coaches, what do you think it really means when a guy hits and runs, driving drunk, and kills someone? What do you think happens when another guy actually beats the crap out of his wife and not a random woman in the bar? You know what that means? It's the same thing, except for with Joe Mixon, it's caught on tape. And 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 the visual of being caught on tape has such a bigger impact. A la Ray Rice. A la Ray Rice. It has mm-hmm. such a bigger impact because people can see it. 
So it puts a, it puts a, an actual visual so that in your mind, these guys, especially in the NFL, have for years found ways to justify, ah, well, that was just a one-time thing. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Well, when you can see it, it puts people in a spot where they have to actually at least feign being offended. And I actually think a lot of them are offended. My bigger thing is is the hypocritical nature of all the other people that are on the team or that are in the front office, by the way. It's not like this is limited right. to to the players. I mean, we got owners wilding out nowadays. Right. You know, um what but what I was gonna say is what what you see is there by seeing that, why is it that everybody's so shallow that they can't without seeing it, they can't have that same knee jerk reaction when they actually get confirmation that something like this has happened? Because the same because act happens. When you see it, when you see it, you can feel it, and then it brings back memories, you know. And so these owners, too, they got to get signed off by, you know, depending on what kind of spouse that they have. Look at Michael Vick. Look at what he went through. You, you're doing certain things that realistically people just will never forgive you for. And that's the Well, especially in the view. age of the Internet where it lives forever. You'll well, yeah. always be able to find these things. Yeah, but especially in the age of being PC and then also – you know these right these right i agree you can't expect i always say you can't expect everybody in the nfl to be nonviolent there is a violent culture that is a part of the nfl and then you want them to turn the switch on and off yeah, but right now you're sounding like you're an apologist for whipping chicks' asses. No, no, I'm not. So I'm, I want you to clear that up because well, that's what it sounds like. No, it's not a. a it's, it's not that. I'm saying that they're from a culture of violence, and then we can't be surprised when they're violent. Yeah, that's that's different than what you just said the first time. I agree. The guys are going to be violent, but I also agree that in any organization that has three or four thousand employees, somebody's going to sexually harass. Somebody's going to be violent somebody's going to steal something. This is just a law of averages to a certain degree. Now, you turn that that uh, 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 thing, that, that component up exponentially when you add the violent nature of the game, in my opinion. But you also, perhaps what these guys are doing, perhaps the NFL executives are saying, you know what, we're actually going to make an example out of this situation so that it is a deterrent for the violent guys to recognize, hey, you know what? That violence is to be reserved on the field. And if it actually happens off the field, it better happen with another man and not with a woman. I don't care how much you're provoked or anything else. No, it's not acceptable, but the problem Yeah, but you can't you can't you can't just pick and choose what you like too. You know, like just like you said with that drinking and driving a la Dante Stallworth, he this dude killed somebody. So what he do? He got his license suspended for the rest of his life, but those people will never get their family members exactly. back. Exactly. Never you get know them what back. I mean? They'll that's, never get them back. That's terrible, man. That is just terrible. That's that's the worst of the worst. It so is. I understand that these guys have to be accountable, but you can't just pick and choose. What you well, know, that, that's why that, this, this is why for. this is why I said it's hypocritical. Is because they they because if if the guy if if some something came out with Tom Brady whipping Giselle's ass, then I can guarantee you if there's no video, it, he will not suffer the same consequences of being drummed out of the league like Ray Rice or like this kid Joe Mixon getting in. And to me, that is because, unfortunately, in America, winning cures everything. Mm -hmm. President Cheeto just got on because he was talking about winning. We're going to win again. America's going to win again. The prospect of winning is so devastating to Americans that we're willing to tolerate just about anything as long as it it includes (laughs) a, 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 a parade at the end of it. 
Right. Well, it's just like that old saying, you know, the value has to exceed the price. So mm. if that player is more valuable than than what he's causing, then we can make an exception for his actions, a la Ezekiel Elliott. You know, he just pulled up, you know, didn't he like pull up some chick's skirt or, or put his hand down her pants or something crazy? It's like No, no, no. He pulled dude, her breasts out at under- a carnival situation in a in a Mardi Gras thing and he pulled her breasts out and then the woman didn't actually complain because they were doing it for beads or something to that effect, but it was caught on camera and he and it she did not ask him to pull her breasts out and he pulled one of her breasts out to show the crowd. And I agree with what you're saying. I think that uh, another thing that I think that there's going to have to be, all this stuff is being established now. This is all new. This is all being established now. Because when I say it's all new, it's all new in the world that we're living in. We live in a damn near police state of surveillance. And when you're a, a famous person or a person of notoriety, you're always, somebody's always going to pull out their camera. And that's whether you're doing something wrong or something right. People just want to document that they're around you. And so then right. when you add the factor of the, these guys being kids, so off the top, they do need to deserve a little leeway because they're kids. We can't ever forget that. When you're 22 years old or something like that, you're still a, you're still a kid. That doesn't absolve you from the responsibility of your actions. But at the same time, mm-hmm. there has to be a certain level of expectation of a learning curve, you know. And with that, with being under constant surveillance, because that's what it is. That's what we that's what we have given up for the idea and the right to be voyeurs and to peek into everybody else's lives. Social media, Instagram stories, Snapchats, the X, Y, and Z, all of it. We're looking into other people's lives all the time. It's voyeurism without the pornography. And sometimes with the pornography, depending on the, the, the platform that you're on. And what we've done is, is for that, we've given up anonymity, privacy, non-famous people are even now famous because of their their followings, you know. And so in that, there's got to be new rules set and new expectations because once again, to play devil's advocate, you're catching these guys at their worst moment Yeah, but on camera. Yeah, but you have to look at a sport like baseball. Baseball doesn't allow it. And, it's all, and that's it. And it's already established. So even if you're found not guilty in a court of law, you still pay. You're still going to get punished in baseball. This is what they have to establish off the top with football, in football. I see. You can't wait until it happens in the after the fact and say, oh, you know what? We want to fix it. Well, let's not get sick like that. You know what I'm saying? Let's take our vitamin C and, and be healthy. Don't take some preventative yes. medicine. Yeah, don't don't wait until it happens and then say, oh, well, you know what? These guys are young. These guys are this and that. Everybody has to be responsible for their own actions. No two ways about it. And I think what happens, too, you can Unless close it out. Unless you're a politician. Yeah. <laughs> then you're yeah, politician. I think you what happens, like. too, yeah, I feel like um, when you are a professional, they expect you to be a professional all of the time. Don't and, be a part-time professional. In it's in your contract. Family. It's in your contract. There's morality clauses in the contracts. Right. So you have to, uh, somebody has to coach you and you have to know that. And, uh, you know, you're going to, you're held to a different standard. And that's and, what uh, comes along you know, with they, the money. Yeah. And they have classes for them. That, that's what they, they do. They yeah. do. And well, you know, one of our most successful episodes on ballers was the season finale last year when uh, the Spencer Strasmore character shares how he messed up his life to a rookie symposium. Mm. and how he lost his money that. and the whole song and dance because they actually have these symposiums where former players come and speak and where they, they do have these classes if you opt into them and if you're actually paying attention. You know, 
But that speaks to right. a, a deeper thing, which is most of these guys don't have to go to class in college. So why would they pay attention to class in the NFL? Right. Now, when you talk about the draft, right. how many of these other kids have baggage like that? That's just well, not only on a tape. person who doesn't yeah. have some baggage. You this know? is, like this is what being earlier, a person is. It's just that, yeah, if you get, if you get caught on camera, well, it's a whole different animal. Now your baggage is permanent. <laughs> now you don't right. you don't get to check that in. Now your baggage is, is constantly <laughs> right. a carry on. It's always with you. So it's now with, with that you. with that being said, what's your take on the Colin Kaepernick situation and him not having landed despite all of the the quarterback needs in the league, both starting and backup? I can't defend Colin Kaepernick. It doesn't have anything to do with his um, you know, taking a knee. I just don't think that he can read a defense. I'm looking at it from a uh, a playing point of view. I know everybody's going to say, well, he had 16 touchdowns and four interceptions or 12 or four, whatever he had. I just didn't. Every time I watched him, I couldn't see him reading the defense. And if his first read wasn't open, he always tucked the ball and he ran. Him and RG3, to me, are the same guy. So I can't have you on my squad, but. If you're going to let Jay Cutler play for all of these years, this is where your you argument completely yeah, falls because, apart. Because it's not even, can't it's let not even worth bringing up because yeah. you can't let a Jay Cutler and several other guys. It's not, yeah, just, it's not, just Jay it's Cutler. not even just Jay Cutler. And several other guys. Uh, how did uh, Fitzpatrick do this year? Man, there's a lot of starting quarterbacks that are bums. Yeah. and then I so mean, you, bums. You wouldn't even want and, them on and your I hear Sunday so team many, and your flag football team. I, have, I hear so many excuses about this Kaepernick situation, which is ridiculous. One of them is that because he, they're worried because he's a vegan. Right. Like, come on, dude. Are come you on, kidding? man. Come on, man. Well, I just think some of these guys, when they get the check, I don't really think that it's their first love. They're doing something that they would play for free, you know? And the guys that are doing that, um, that are doing something that they would play for free, you see it in their effort. And the guys that it doesn't seem like they practice and take it serious like all the rumors about Cam, it shows, man. I mean, take your job serious. You dude's got like a 48% completion ratio when a good percentage is like 65. Yeah, that's not I mean, his fault, though. He doesn't on, have any man. receivers. I, I, this I is, mean, you can – I don't know. I can't I mean, roll. I'm I love, not really – I like Cam Newton, but it's like, okay, man. I mean, I heard, I heard. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that he he's not like one of the first dudes in, one of the last dudes to leave. How true that is, I don't know. But it's been it's it's been said a lot of times. But as far as raw ability, he has raw ability. He has something that almost no one else has in the league. He he is a raw athlete. Yeah, but, but what does that have to it. do with what we're talking about? Cam is a starting quarterback that won the MVP last the year before last. Cam is never going to have a hard time getting a job, whether he doesn't sit for the, the, the national anthem or anything else. I'm trying to figure out how anybody can justify Colin Kaepernick not getting a job with bums in the league. Cam, Cam Newton is never – you can never consider him a bum. I don't care if he present, ends up uh, completing 20% of his passes because he's always going to be a threat. In comparison to a lot of the other – the, 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 A lot of the other backups and starters – it seems like there should be some place for Colin Kaepernick. Now, obviously, the league is is giving him a lie. I draw a lot of parallels to the Tim Tebow situation. People had every excuse in the book to not hire Tim Tebow. He can't read a defense. He doesn't. He doesn't play the game the way that we want him to play it. He actually has poor fundamentals. Yada 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 yada. Well, when Tim Tebow got his chance, all he did was win. Tim Tebow was DJ Collard out there, and we're talking about with. Cam, with, with Colin Kaepernick, we're talking about a guy who was one throw away from winning the Super Bowl. And as hard as it is to get to a Super Bowl, it's just unbelievable to me 
that a guy can't get a gig. But, you know, everybody, again, to me, it just speaks to the hypocrisy of the NFL and their, you know, their 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 ranking systems and so on and so forth. Because by when the dust settles, it's going to be interesting to see where everybody lands. And if, if Kaepernick is, is on the outside looking in, which to me, it's admirable that he's willing to take that chance. He's willing to take that chance, you know, with his his protest and behavior and say, you know what? Well, if that's if that's how it is. So be it. I can still live my life and live well. But I would love to know who yeah. you think actually has won in free agency so far. Of course, it's obvious that New England wouldn't what New England has done is is just unbelievable. I mean, at this just right after you win the Super Bowl, this is usually when teams regress and they they went out and got Coney Ely, they got Brandon Cooks, they got um they got that guy uh from Baltimore on the uh, on the defensive line. I can't remember his name. Um they just they just did they they really impressed me. I just wasn't impressed with Stephon the way Gilmore. they handled Yeah, the market I mean the uh the Butler situation with Butler being a stud like that, but uh, they're trying to get Richard Sherman they, now, right? That's what they were saying. Yeah, now they're trying to get Richard Sherman, but I don't think they have the pieces because Seattle wants. They not only want a high draft pick, they want a good player in return. So who do you I have? Blame, to get? I don't blame him either. And once again, this is just a testament to to Bill Belichick and how he runs his program, and to Robert Kraft letting Bill Belichick do what he does. Right. Because basically, what they saw, they saw some ways that they could have been beat last year they could have lost in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. they ended up pulling it out obviously but what they said was you know what they ain't gonna beat us that way this year I bet you that much and they went out and they right. made moves they made power moves and I'm really really impressed with what New England has done and uh and the, another good thing about Bill Belichick is with his third and fourth round draft picks he'll find another gym in the draft exactly you know? so exactly that's what you gotta you gotta look at um I don't understand these teams that will not give up. Like they'll say, "Well, if you want Richard Sherman, that uh, we'll have to. You have to give up a first round draft pick. Why would you not give up your first round draft pick to get a guy like Richard Sherman? Why not? Are you, do you think it's going to be another guy <laughs> in the draft that's going to be better than him right now? It's better than exactly. him right now. Exactly. You got to be smoking. Yeah, right? <laughs> absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's true. These guys are like. Like, oh, look, even New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Saints said, well, we want Malcolm Butler, but we're not going to give up our 11th pick. <laughs> Malcolm Butler's only 27 years old. <laughs> Why not? And the Saints have no defense. I know. So what are you guys doing? Explain it to me. All right, to, to then try not to win. That's all they're doing. Yeah. Same thing that they always do. And that's why the winners keep winning and the losers keep making excuses. It is what it is. Last thing I want to, uh, uh, while we got you on the line, Trucker Dave, last thing I want to get your take on is Tony Romo and his retirement. Um, I, you know, it could have went either way. They said CBS made him an offer that he couldn't refuse. But uh, if you're, uh, if you get a chance to go to the Texans and, the only thing that they haven't mastered was the quarterback position. They could have kept him upright. It would have been a nice season. I'm sure they would have, uh, you know, gotten back to the playoffs, and they're the closest thing to a real threat to the Patriots. Texans would have beat the Patriots with Tony Romo behind the thing. I don't know. Because, I don't know. Actually, yeah, Brock Osweiler dealt that yeah, game. Brock that, 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 played a great game, game, and those yeah. guys dropped passes. They did drop passes. But you know what? To me, Tony Romo is a guy that, is facing actual serious damage to his body after the game of football yeah. already. Yes. Right. And and he's it's he's I don't want to go as far as to call him brittle, 
but he's he's been beat up pretty bad. He's yeah, broken he bones a long in time. his back. He broke bones in his ribs. He's played a long time. Um, and if if a company, I was just you know the other yesterday morning I woke up and I was watching Good Morning America, whatever that show is, and I was looking at Michael Strahan. What a life for Michael Strahan. Right. Michael Strahan was a monster. He's was on. He anchored the defense that beat Tom Brady in the perfect season. And the, and the New England Patriots, not just Tom Brady, the Patriots. That right. Was, was like, their their twice, best right? team. Stray didn't get that second ring, he I don't believe. I think he only got the first ring. But he might as well yeah, have been there one. because the second, because he that, that was the same blueprint of that defense. He showed them how to beat him. And, you know, for the longest time, I don't know if he still is, he's the NFL sack leader, yada, 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 yada. And now Michael Strahan will make more money being a television personality and an anchor than he ever will, ever would have, and ever did playing in the NFL, and nobody is coming for his head. He doesn't have to worry about breaking his spine. He doesn't have to worry about getting CTE from it or anything like that. So now when you're looking at it with Tony Romo, Tony Romo is like, wait a minute, you guys are going to pay me how much to talk about the game? Because pretty much that's what I've been doing the last couple years anyway. I sit on the sideline and talk about the game in between rehabbing, which hurts, by the way. Because something is broken on my body. Can't really be mad at Tony Romo. Never thought he was great. I thought he was, at best, a B-plus quarterback. Uh, but, you know, more power to him. This is the power, in my opinion, of when you work uh, in a, in, a, in the big market. Because he played in the big market, and when it comes to football, Dallas is the biggest market out there. And, uh, you know, he did what he did. Good riddance. I'm just happy that, that, that now Dak can we can stop these dumb rumors about him taking Dak's job. Right. But Trucker Dave, glad to have you. Always a pleasure to have you in the Ozone. Be careful out there on the roads, and we'll uh, we'll check in with you soon uh, around draft time. Okay, thank you. So be safe. Nice piece by Trucker Dave there. Yeah. Very uh, some good insight. Even though I don't passionate. know, yeah, passionate piece. I don't know about his Colin Kaepernick stance. Even though he he did see the light late, and I will say uh, you brought him <laughs> over. I, I you know you got a witness. This is our job as believers. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Uh, but you know, it's, it's, uh, the NFL folks, you talk about it year round. Unbelievable. Um, another great fight just got made by the way, which is Andre Ward Kovalev two. Sergey Kovalev, Andre Ward two. Talk to me. What do you think is going to happen in that fight? Honestly, I think that Andre Ward might be in a little trouble. I think it's funny because after we left the re arena, I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Andre Ward once he got his confidence together, Andre Ward put on a clinic, blah, blah, blah. Andre Ward, blah, blah, blah. Hey, let me tell you something. This guy is a mean guy to Crusher. Yeah. And Andre Ward never had him in trouble. He he never had he made him. made him look bad. He just, he, it was a war of attrition. He, he, he made him look bad, but that was after Sergey made him look really bad by almost knocking him out with a jab. Almost knocking his head off. Yeah. And, and, and you know, all of the rumors are out there about Kovalev drinking, not actually training hard, doesn't have a trainer. Which... Is par for the course for him, <laughs> and and didn't you know he he's still mentally trying to recover for the rest of his life from actually killing somebody in the ring, and from what I'm hearing from his words, he really wants to hurt Andre Ward. He's really upset that he lost that decision. Now you can you can approach that as a, uh, as an advantage for Andre an, Ward or a disadvantage. Yeah. I agree. It just matters how he takes it. If you don't have any fear of this man at this point, then you can step in there and use that. 
against him. him. Yeah, and give him the give him the no mas. Get him out. You can get Kovalev out of the fight within four or five, five rounds. I would say five six rounds because he'll spend so much energy being angry and being upset right. that he won't have anything left, especially since he doesn't like to train the right way. Well, I think this time around he's going to train the right way, um, and it's going to be interesting so. to see. You think he's going to stick with the same thing? I don't think so. He just I just felt like he probably didn't feel like he imposed his will on him. It would be the same thing if Marvin Hagler fought Sugar Ray Leonard again. I think that Marvin Hagler would approach that fight like he approached Tommy Hearns. You know, you would basically want to impose your will on him. And I think that w- because we were ringside at that fight and the look on Andre Ward's face was a look of fear. when you At the beginning of the yeah, fight. At the beginning And then the afterwards fight. he got it together. Yeah. After like round five, he, yeah. he was like, wait a minute. Okay, I'm, I can figure this out. I'm son, son of God. Yeah, yeah I can I figure, figure this, out. this out. I have a tremendous boxing IQ. Mm-hmm. And I'm way more athletic than this yes. guy. And now if he goes in there and he does exactly that and he's more he, – he exercises his athleticism over him, then Sergey's in for a long night of chasing and, you know, yes. a, a Floyd Mayweather. But, can he, but can, he, can he win a fight like that, though? Yes. Andre, where you If he, he could just win the fight the way that he won it on points getting knocked down – he definitely can win the fight with boxing him because there was a point. Know. There were points of the fight when when Kovalev looked lost. Yeah, but I don't. He know. didn't look hurt. He just looked lost. I don't know if boxing will let him win a fight like that. Person, I think I they say. will. I don't think. Because I don't that, think there's you're value. About a well, but see, either way it goes, I think that SOG is has the undefeated record, and I think that he's at the top of most pound for pound lists. Mm-hmm. And I think he's a Jordan athlete, and I think he gets the benefit of the doubt uh, more than not. Now. I actually love Andre Ward, and I think that his IQ will allow him, now that he's actually been in there. I, I'm really looking forward to the fight. That one's hard to call. But I, I he just got to make sure he doesn't get caught because Kovalev's still the bigger man, mm-hmm. and he's still the stronger man. It, just that Andre Ward's the, the, the more athletic man. I think that the difference was that with Andre Ward was that he just stuck to his guns, and what he did was that he literally outpointed him. And he put on a clinic uh-huh. for the last like, and, eight rounds of the fight. Yeah, because Sin, because most, your guy most of the last eight rounds because of the fight. Kovalev not, was not actually just plotting and looking for that punch to put him to sleep more so than anything. Which he didn't have to do though. Yeah, that was the thing. But there was there was there was I think that if I remember correctly, it was like the seventh eighth round. It was two rounds in there, one or two rounds when Kovalev actually started boxing again. It was a problem. Yeah, and it was a problem. But then he goes away from that because he, he wants goes, to put him to sleep. He just wants to put him to sleep. And yeah. this is the problem of being a knockout artist. Yeah. It seems to be a serious it's a curse. issue. It is. We got Lomachenko. Uh, who's really at the top of most people's pound for pound list versus yeah. Sosa? You know what? I'm uh, about done with all these little guys being at the top of the pound for pound list. Can't be pound I, pound without the knockout drops. I feel like you got it. I feel like you need to put people to sleep. Yes. To, and, but Lomachenko gets you out of there. Yeah, I'm does. not saying that. I'm just saying little guys. I would like, you know, I mean, this is the point of the pound for pound list. But I would love for there to be like a 147 and under pound for pound king and a 147 or 54 and up pound for pound king because. I'm just not as interested in watching little guys fight all day. I really am not. Pity pat, no. And and even when they hit hard, even like that that Chocolatito fight. Yeah. You know, I'm just not as interested in seeing those those smaller guys fight like that. Um yeah. And moving on, by the way, Roger Federer is a machine. And I have to go over I, I have to convert to the dark side. I've seen the light. And <laughs> Roger Federer is the greatest tennis player of all time. He's better than Pete Sampras. You're going to give it uh, up. I have to give it I have to give it up. He just mopped up the floor in Miami with the sweatiest version of Rafael Nadal that you've ever <laughs> seen. Rafael Nadal looked like he just jumped out of the, the, the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> and ran to the arena like, oh, me? Then he looked like he jumped back in to the Biscayne Bay and then jumped back out. I don't know why he was so sweaty, um, but 
he's just overmatched. Roger Federer has figured it out, folks. He had that little time off with his injury. He's come back. He's recommitted himself to the sport, and he is excellence on display. Now, do you see anybody else in the in the younger ranks in the in the ranks coming up that would be able to you know give him a problem? Well, he actually in the semis he beat that kid from Australia, Nick Kyrgios, who if he can get his mind together is a real real talent. Yeah, he he has a, a mental. He, he seems like he he just has an attitude problem, mm-hmm. but uh, he, you know he's young. He's he's young as well, so you got to give him a little bit of uh, of allowance. Even though tennis doesn't really play around with with attitude like that, they don't right. you know with disrespect rather. Uh-huh. Um, but. Uh, if he gets himself together, he's going to be a heck of a tennis player. I believe that. But um, there, there's to say that somebody's going to give him a run for his records is way far off. Uh, Novak Djokovic would probably be, you know, be the, the best. Yeah, the, the closest because Djokovic he's pretty incredible right now. Um, but for the foreseeable for the rest of this year, I would say you can pencil Roger Federer into the quarters and semis of every major. You know, and he'll probably end up having to go against a Joker, and that'll be one of his toughest, his toughest opponent, if not somebody who it comes out of nowhere, who's like a twenty ranked guy or something like that, who just happens to to have watched every Roger Federer match ever played and seems to find something. You know, the trippy thing about something with uh, with a guy like Roger Federer is that when you usually see domination like this, there's usually something like a uh, rules change or something that usually they're trying to they're eventually that they try to bring in or implement to change the sport. Th- to me, this is what's beautiful about tennis. They don't have any interest in that. Yeah. You can just dominate because we want these records to stand against the records of, uh, of uh, uh, the of rocket <laughs> yeah. of, of, of Ed Berg, of McEnroe, right. of, 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 of Arthur Ashe, of all these guys. And then, and cause we're all playing on the same dimensions with the same mm-hmm. everything save for when they switch from wood to graphite, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, what could you do? That was kind of inevitable. Um, you know what? Gonna just gonna to to skirt over it, but that NCAA championship game, wow, that was a good game. That was a good game. It was a little sloppy, but it was good. It was a little sloppy, and that's why, in my opinion, that's where I was going. Actually, that's why North Carolina won mm-hmm. because they had been battle tested and they did they played less sloppy. Yes, and, it was a battle of who's going to be the least sloppiest, and, and which is the most fundamental. Right, and that's how they beat the University of Kentucky. That kid picked and popped on that uh, that jumper just like he was in warm-ups. Mm-hmm. And this is what they did here because Gonzaga came out banging with that big fella. And they didn't have an answer for him for a long time. But they figured it out. But NC had a chance to pull away early in that game because they there did. were a lot of turnovers. There was a lot of turnovers. they didn't take advantage of it. Yeah. You know, but I, it looks like the jitters were getting to him early. And then they finally got it together and they turned it up. They turned it up all right. And I, I think it's a matter of uh, of uh, preparation. You know, I think that uh, Roy Williams deserves all of the accolades and kudos and whatever long-term deal that he signs and Mm -hmm. gets. They're going to retire his suit in the rafters up there along with Dean Smith, and there's going to be a lot of guys in the NBA that look back and say, you know what, Roy Williams was the reason that I had a a very, very good professional career, not just a college career. Right. That guy gets it done. You got anything else? Hey, what about baseball? Oh, what about it? (laughs) We can't get enough. And, folks, it is the most wonderful time of the year. It's spring. Not spring training. It's time to get it on with Major League Baseball. I'm so pumped up. And who should be pumped up is the L.A. Dodgers, apparently, because Yasiel Puig is out there busting heads. Yeah, he's doing his thing finally. But uh, you know what? I'm not impressed yet because it's against the Padres. It is against the Padres, but he's hit three bombs. He hit one off the off of Jerry Weaver today. That's not impressive. Two. 
Two. He hit two today. <laughs> Hello. It's still Jerry Weaver. It's all right. I, listen, what do you want him to do? He can only hit the ball off of who's throwing yeah. it. Well, you want him to bring out Chris Sale? Yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's because, not how because, it works. You, you know, but when it, when the rubber hits the road, a guy has to perform against quality pitching. Of course. Of course. But, you know, I but think, you're supposed to get fat. I think, I think that a guy. You're supposed to get fat off of you, and he needs I to get agree. his confidence. And I, I was about to say, I think a guy like Puig works on a confidence level, and I think that what happens is if you can get his confidence up at this point, it'll it'll really help when it comes to the high-end guys. He's super-duper lean and trim out there. I think Puig is looking for a five-tool kind of action. He should. He's a five. He has five-tool potential. He does. It's just he hasn't lived up to it yet, which is like I always felt like they rushed him. And then he yeah. was he was a victim of his own talent, you know. He sort of cannibalized himself because he was the potential was there, and he could never live up to the actual hype, you know. He it, there's a different type of baseball that they play in Cuba and they play in the states, right? And, and now he, and now I and think now he's, he's starting to get it. Yeah, I think now that he's he's accepting that. Yes. Uh, but now tell me this: Who do you got as your early surprises? Few games into the season, and who is doing exactly what you thought? Well, the Astros. Are not a surprise. I, I, it's funny. That's where actually where I was going to go. I think the <laughs> Astros. At the past. I, yeah, <laughs> I think the Astros are going to have a Royal Rumble this year with Texas and with Boston. And then another sleeper team are the Colorado Rockies. People are asleep on the Colorado Rockies. I'm, I'm going to go this far. I'm sleeping the Colorado Rockies, and I'm going to stay asleep. Wake I don't up. believe. Wake up. Nope. Knockout drops. I don't believe because they have too much of a problem putting up runs outside of Colorado. Well, they're putting up runs now and they're winning games even when you're away from the against house. Milwaukee. Yeah, this is the same thing that you're talking about against San Diego. No, it's I'm not, not because, because Milwaukee, Milwaukee actually has you know some some decent pitchers over there. No, they don't. Yeah, Willie Mopena is. I mean, Willie Mo, Willie Mo Thank Pena. you. <laughs> Willie Mopena <laughs> is out there pitching. <laughs> Willie Peralta is better than everybody. Although that Luis Perdomo kid is actually has a lot of potential in San Diego, but Willie Mo, um, Willie Peralta has. You know, he's not a stud, but he's better than everybody in San Diego. I don't know. Clayton Richards shut the Dodgers down. <laughs> I know. The Dodgers are not shaking themselves. down. Clayton Richards? Shut them down. Come on, man. I feel but, like. But, you I know, the Rockies, like... are, the Rockies are a problem. I feel like San Francisco is going to take that, that division this year. And uh, mm, Interesting. Yeah. And uh, I, I feel like the, the Mets are actually overrated because you talk about a team that has a problem scoring runs. Usually it's the Mets. The Mets usually have a problem scoring runs, especially since they got rid of Daniel Murphy. Yeah. I think that. My thing about Major League Baseball starting, a couple things. One, why don't they listen to me? I'll call in. Just let me talk to Adam Silver. Will you please start the season in the South and the West? We have postponed games, which is messing up everybody's fantasy league. Yes. And it's making it not fair. And it's messing up everybody's schedule, too. Now and you it messes have up d- everybody's schedule. Just start in Florida, California, Texas, Arizona. And 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 pretty much you can play all the games there and and a couple of domes like Milwaukee. Right. Uh. Otherwise, otherwise, let all of the games for the first month just start south and west, so that you can play the games because of the weather. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't know why baseball doesn't do that. And I also have a bone to pick with the intentional walk rule. We've seen the intentional walk, the the free four pass implemented. It's terrible. Twice now, and this is eight throws. That in clutch situations, yes, they might have an impact on the game. That could have had an impact on the game if somebody made a mental mistake. Yes, and there are mental mistakes in the game. This is what separates the the winners and the losers. You have in a baseball. balk, not even counting the throws. You have maybe a balk issue. You have a lot of there's a lot of stuff that can happen. Yeah, and people just take it for you know because if you're not really interested in baseball, you just think about it as a little league situation where you say, "Hey, just walk this kid," and, and it's it, not that. And it's not that. 
You know, there, there are a lot of guys who have a hard time doing that or even getting back in the rhythm after they've thrown. Sure four is after you've thrown four balls yeah. to get back in the rhythm and throwing the ball yeah. in the strike zone. So, so you can't just throw the ball. You can't just give them four and say, OK, that's it. It doesn't make any difference. It makes a difference. I'll say Minnesota looks good. Kansas City Minnesota, looks pretty terrible. Minnesota is tough. Minnesota looks like they uh, they have their offense together. Their lineup is is together now. Paul Molitor seems like he's figuring things out. Yeah, and they have a bunch of young pitchers. They got a, a young kid over there, Mejia, that's probably going to be nice this year. He's a lefty. But they have a lot of nice young talent that they're bringing out. And I find that, this, you know, it's a new wave of young talent that's coming in the game that's changing it a little bit. You know, they're making it more enjoyable. They're making it more exciting. And I think that this is where the World Baseball Classic has a, a positive, yeah, effect. positive effect. Yeah, that it doesn't have to be showing up and this and the other. It yeah. can actually just be passion for the game. I know a Ian Kinsler type player likes the, you know, straightforward type of game. But, you know, realistically, there's nothing wrong with you having passion for the game. If you don't have passion for the game or want to show it outwardly, that's yeah, fine too. Yeah, I was going to say, if you, or if you just repress the passion. Yeah, that's, your, that's your choice. It that's should, be, choice, it should yeah. be dealer's choice. It should be dealer's choice. It's up to you. I agree. I agree. I uh, uh, also just saw some news that, uh, man, star Cardinal and Dodger first baseman Pedro Guerrero had a massive stroke. It's terrible, right? Yeah, it's only sixty years old, but he's but because he's a stud, he's pulling out. They he's said he's fighting back, back. He's fighting and back, fighting him off. Uh, big prayers out to Pedro Guerrero. Yeah, Always used to love you. Oh man, man, <laughs> our mother used to love you, Pedro. And it's her birthday tomorrow, so if you're feeling up to it, maybe you could give her a call. I mean, I know you yeah. just had a stroke, well, maybe not. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 baseball, man. ladies and gentlemen. It is baseball season. I'm so excited. Oh, man. man that's an man, understatement. Man. I mean, you got the Cardinals and the Cubs going at it. Now, already. that's a scheduling that is great. That's a, <laughs> It's a great scheduling. They look like they were going to get rained out the other day. Yeah. But this is going to be a great battle all season they did long. Get, they did them. get postponed the other day, I do yeah. believe. Yeah, one game. Yeah. But uh, this is going to be a great battle all season long. I wouldn't be surprised if the bracelet uh, creeped up on a couple of teams. The Atlanta Braves can put up runs. Matt Kemp had a slow start, but now he looks like he's in the groove and he's he's banging the baseball. Well, there's a lot of guys who start off slow. Joey Votto's one of the guys. He hit a bomb last night, but most of the, you know, like a Joey Votto type player, he usually starts off slow and then piles it on like after the second month or so. But what you can count on is these guys are going to get their numbers. They're going to get their numbers. That's why they have them. They're going to get these numbers. That's <laughs> uh, all I got for you in the Ozone, folks. A little bit under yeah, the like, weather. Was it enough? It could be enough. It was enough. Because there can be only one. Mm-hmm. I'll leave you with a quote from Dr. Wayne Dyer here. Prosperity in the form of wealth works exactly the same way as everything else. You will see it coming into your life when you are unattached to needing it. Stay cool, folks. This has been the Ozone. Ozone. Here's a chance to dance our way Out of our constriction Call the beat freaking up and down The hang up alleyway with a groove I only got, we shall all be moved.